It's show 158 of the Rim Pro Report today. Charlotte Williams of Shred All and SDS and the latest industry news. This show is sponsored by our good friends at O'Neill Software. A few weeks ago, O'Neill had their partner conference. But I don't think I mentioned that the conference events, the Record Center Challenge, and the prize drawings raised over $20,000 for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Now, I mention this because it matters. Most companies in this industry do very, very well. And what I appreciate about O'Neill is the willingness to give back in a big way. So congratulations to O'Neill Partners and O'Neill on such a great contribution. You can learn more about the company and what they do at O'NeillSoft.com. You know, I've been wondering about this for a while now. Why is abbreviation such a long word? Welcome to the RIM Pro Report. The one and only weekly broadcast for the RIM support services industry. Hustling with news, views, and the latest updates. This show is full of interesting information. So take notes. Now here's your host, Tom yep, Adams. Up, 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 it's me. Hello, RIM Nation. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad you take the time to join us every week or whenever you can. Hey, we're getting dangerously close to the end of October and heading into November. 2013 is almost done, folks. 2013. 13 is almost gone. Hey, I'm excited to have Charlotte Williams on the show today. Charlotte is the marketing and PR manager for Shredall and SDS in Nottingham, England. She works with the infamous Lloyd Williams, who's been on this show before. But Charlotte has done some pretty cool stuff since she joined the company, and I wanted to talk to her about it all. But before we do, let's catch up on the latest industry news. This is big news here. That's probably the biggest news that's hit the industry in a little while. Iron Mountain announced the acquisition of Cornerstone Records Management. The deal was reportedly worth $191 million. That's $191 million. Cornerstone stored approximately 11 million cubic feet of records across 36 facilities, mainly in the mid-Atlantic and northeast regions of the U.S., but they also had a presence in California, Denver, and Houston. This definitely reshuffles the deck in the markets Cornerstone was a part of. Interesting to watch how that transition will change the industry and what happens as a result of that. Roadnet Technologies has announced a brand new app for the iPhone called a MobileCast Proof of Delivery. It's now available on the iTunes Store and provides GPS tracking, manual arrive and depart time to track service times, and a whole bunch more cool stuff. This allows management to track vehicles in real time and can notify back office employees of issues that might actually arise to prevent a route from being completed. This is pretty cool stuff from RoadNet. Cintas announced this week that they had successfully completed their SOC2 Type 2 audit. The Service Organization's Control 2 audit was performed by Crow Howarth of Chicago on the document management, shredding, and scanning operations of Cintas. The SOC2 attestation ensures a company meets stringent requirement as identified in the American Institute of CPAs, trust service principles, and criteria. These speak specifically to security, availability, processing, integrity, and confidentiality. So congratulations to Cintas on this new achievement. And finally, a big shout out to our friends at Nade. This week they announced that they had officially reached a milestone of having 1,000 locations certified with a AAA certification. Certification now requires both scheduled and unscheduled surprise audits to verify compliance. 
So congratulations to Nade, and more importantly to all AAA Nade certified companies. And you know, I just want to add: don't forget that the the Prism uh, Nade. European Records and Information Management Conference is coming up in November. If you haven't uh, really looked into that and uh, you're in, in Europe and you're somewhere that you can get to that conference in Amsterdam, it, I, I really want to encourage you to go to that. So check it out on either the PRISM or NAID websites. We'd love to see you there. That's all the news I have for this week. Lots of stuff happening in the greater rim world, which is all pretty cool stuff. If you've got news you want to share, drop me a line, ping me, post me, send me a telegram, or use Morse code if necessary. I'd love to hear what's happening in your world. All righty, I'm going to get Charlotte Williams on the line. Hang tight while I do. Charlotte Williams is the marketing and PR manager at Shredall and SDS based in Nottingham, England. I'm really excited to have her with us today. Charlotte, welcome to the RimPro Report. Hi there, Tom. Oh, it's great to have you on the show. So tell me your role and position you play at Shredall and at SDS. So I, for Shredall and SDS, I have to give them basically as much exposure through media avenues um, enabling me to focus and deliver marketing and PR strategies and tactics that are best for the company. So I look after website, copywriting, um, SEO, social media, e-shots, direct mails, new letters, you name it, I probably do it. You do all those things. Okay, so... Yeah. Um, and we've we actually know a little bit about Shredall and SDS because we've we've had the infamous Lloyd Williams on the show you previously. Have. Yes, and yes. He's, he's kind of a rock star. What what's he it is like? A rock star. What's it like working with a rock star? Oh, uh, working for Lloyd's great. Yeah. We work quite closely as well. Lloyd's very creative. Um, he's got a creative brain and himself anyway. So it's good to have someone like himself. Yeah. To yeah. work with and share, you know ideas with really yeah well let's let's take us so we've given you the we've given anyone who's listening some context but let's go on a completely different path so tell me the town you grew up in what where did you grow up and what did you dream of doing and being when you grew up okay so I grew up in a place called Nottinghamshire uh, which is in the middle of the United Kingdom it's quite a cool city it has a lot to offer it's a mix of countryside and city life um, but I, have all, I had always dreamed of living in the capital of London. Um, I've got family who live there, and I've always wanted to stay there from a very young age. And, I mean, my, fin my father, he's a financial advisor, um, hmm. and 20 years ago he used to advise quite a few famous celebrities. Wow. You know, like TV presenters, sports personalities, etc. Um, and I think it's probably from that where I got the sort of wanting to be in the London buzz I used to get invited to like quite a few Saturday morning children's shows and family entertainment shows, which were filmed in central London studios. Oh. So I think from a, from a young age, I think I saw the bright lights and I wanted to be part of that one day. So as a kid, did you want to be in, in uh, you know, an actress or is that what you were thinking? I don't think I knew what I oh. wanted to do. You just like bright I just, lights. I just liked the buzz of it all, yeah. Oh, so, okay. I, you know, I just think I, I didn't know whether I wanted to be, um, you know, um, 
work in production, be a presenter, be a makeup artist for celebrities. I just didn't know, but I just knew I wanted to be part of it somehow. So I read your your uh, LinkedIn profile, and it seems to me that you go to university in Birmingham City, and uh, you actually take up English and drama. So tell me more about that. Yeah. What was the goal? What What was happening? So in my final year before university, I panicked and I didn't know what to do. And a lot of people told me not to do a media degree because that, that's what I wanted to do. And uh, they said the media degree might sort of get me into a dead end. I might not be able to continue with that. So I actually chose to do an English and drama degree as it was, you know, it's quite a broad area. Um, over here, I'm not sure with you guys, but we go to a university at the age of 18. Right. And I still think that that's quite a young age to decide what to do with your career. With your life, but yeah. I did, yeah, no, it is. So I did think with English language and literature and drama, um, it's you know it's something that interested me. I get to read things and just it's just an experience for me. Um, and then hopefully throughout that, I could have got experience within the media industry along the way. Um, the goal kind of was always to work in the media and TV industry in some shape or form. I just kind of needed to work out what I wanted to do and then go from there, really. Hmm. So you you finish at university, and so how did your path unfold from there? What what were some of the things you did along the way? Um, okay, so from uni, I kind of I knew a lot of uh, contacts in London, and they helped me get, you know, a, a day's experience here and there. Um, and on one of the shows, it was The X Factor in the UK. Yeah. Um, and I automatically obviously loved it. I It was one of my favorite TV shows anyway. So to actually work on the show was incredible. I was up at 4 a.m. working until midnight, but I just loved the experience and the buzz of it. Um, and, you know, throughout summers of university, I got, I got on well with the producers and the production team. And then they kept on asking me back to go back as work experience. Wow. Um, and from that, I moved from many different television shows, entertainment Saturday night shows, to quiz shows. Um, and it was actually in my final year at university, I was offered a job as a production assistant on The X Factor, uh, to which I actually worked on the show for three years, working my way up to like a researcher, which is uh, what I loved as it helped me. I, you know, I was able to direct cameras, produce many stories. And kind of was essentially working for Mr. Cal himself. Wow. You know, obviously mixing with very cool personalities. So, yeah, so it was, it was definitely so, a dream job of mine. So you and Simon, like, friends? Like, you hang out at <laughs> Simon's house? <laughs> I wish, no. No, no I wouldn't right. say we were that friends. But, no, um, you know, we were, I was working for his production company, so. Wow. So yes. in that in that environment, what were some of the big lessons you learned early on as you were around these big media companies? Uh, you were involved in these shows. You were you were seeing things as a as obviously a younger than you are now, uh, sort of wide eyed and bushy tailed. Some people might call yes. it. But what what were Definitely. some of the things you were learning? What were some of the things you experienced there that you went, ah, oh, these are big lessons. Um, I. Definitely say if, you know, obviously I worked hard. So if you work hard enough and put in the time and effort, you can always follow your dream. Um, even if the dream job isn't everything it's cracked up to be, mm. if you, you know, you can still get that experience and try and do it. Yeah. So I'd definitely say that's, you know, that's a lesson. Just keep working hard and graft and graft and graft. Right, right. So your your skills and expertise develop. Then, then where do you go? What What other things happen? 
Um, so after five years in the industry and living in London, I did actually eventually grow tired of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved a little more into sort of celebrity PR and I realized London wasn't, it wasn't really for me. It was quite a lonely place. All I ever did was work. I didn't have a friend. I didn't have time for friends or a social life, which after a while it does great on you. Right. Um, and I, under- I obviously do understand working hard is how you get somewhere in life, but Working weekends and 19-hour days, it did get very tiring. Um, and think? I also obviously missed my... 19-hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, days, that's nothing. Come it's on. It's crazy. <laughs> no, and then I obviously started to miss my family and my close friends. So I moved back to Nottingham, actually, which is obviously why I'm here, back, back in Nottingham. So in 2011, June of 2011, I noticed on your profile, you come to Shred All and SDS. Tell me what you found there, how you found it. Tell me the, the story of the initial connection to Shred All. Okay, so the initial connection to Shred All is I know Nick Lloyd's son, one of the directors. Yeah. Um, and we actually dated for years on and off, on and off, Um. But um, so that's the link to Shuttle. But I did actually start at Shuttle as a freelancer, helping Lloyd, Nick and Lucy get as much newsworthy exposure uh, for the company as possible. Um, it was supposed to be a three-day-a-week job, but, but uh, and obviously the industry was completely new to me. Yeah. But it, I loved it. It was fun. I was, you know, I really loved getting my teeth stuck into something completely new. I mean... And after a few months, work, you know, the working diary was completely full. We shed all an SGS work, and I obviously ended up here full time. And you know, I, I've already completely turned the marketing plan upside down. And my main aim was to separate the different brands because obviously there's the shredding side of the company, the storage side, the scanning side, and the recycling side. Right. So uh, let, let's go back, though, when you first started there. You come with all this wealth of experience from managing celebrities to working on uh, The X Factor and working on TV shows, and you show up to a what I would consider a well-established, um, pretty solid company. Uh, Lloyd yeah. and Lucy and Nick have built something really cool in Nottingham and around around uh, the UK. So you've, you've got good stuff to work with. I, I remember years ago I, um, working uh, with Lloyd, and he was always one of those brilliant, innovative guys that I I could find um, probably more than most people in this industry willing to try stuff like the you know the the drivers in uh, you know wearing basically nothing and and doing uh, calendars and and the photo (laughs) shoots he did and different things like that but um, you've got great stuff to work with but what did you start to do there what were what were the priorities you started to take on and accomplish when you arrived what what were some of those critical things based on your experience and your history and your perspective that that you felt needed to be implemented yeah, well, it's actually quite interesting you mentioned the calendars because, I mean, they st- they did that when they first started. So that was 16 years ago, nearly 17 years ago. So I think what happened was they forgot about doing the fun things. They kind of, they were spending lots of money on, you know, pay-per-click where you compete against 10 other businesses chopping the market up. So we went, well, I went back to basics um, and asked sort of what made the company good in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that was to reintroduce the merchandise, the calendars, the mugs, the pens, with the reassurance from Lloyd. Um, we also made the brave decision to rebrand the different section of the company. So we changed the whole brand of the company 
the vehicle livery, the uniform, the websites. Um, you know, I started again with the Direct Mail campaigns, eShop campaigns, and actually promote the the family business rather than the company. Mm. Um, that's yeah. a great selling point in itself. Um, oh, yeah. I then I also set up the, the social media methods, the Facebook, the LinkedIn, the Twitter, designed new brochures, obviously, because everything was rebranded. We had to start literally all over again. Hmm. Um, and another great thing we did was we entered a few national and local awards for the business and for the individuals, and we actually won four. And this obviously showcases and the successes and the barometers of how the, good the company is, and it actually highlighted many potential, many good points and for potential customers um, yeah. that they might not have known. So those awards that you were involved in, how did they, like, did you see some a direct result come in terms of new business based on, on getting involved in those awards and winning them? Yes, we did. I mean, they're great networking events in themselves, but obviously with, with that, it comes, it, because we won them, we won a few of them, at least, um, it was great PR opportunities for us. So, for example... Lucy won Outstanding Contribution Award for the Family Business Award. So this straight away helped SDS grow. Um, you know, they, they saw Lucy as a champion of the business. And for Lucy to be a young w woman in the business world as well, that was a great selling point. Lloyd won um, a Chamber of Commerce Award. Award. He won the Entrepreneur of the Year, mm -hmm. which again, you know, he pioneered shredding, on-site shredding in the UK. And he's just a brilliant person to showcase really oh yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the other two people the other two awards we won was the sustainability award and the small business award and again they they just they just they're great to have yeah yeah so they become a piece of your entire marketing package now so publicity yeah. for me was ha, has always been about get it work hard to get it and then you know, it comes and goes in the media, but it's using that on an ongoing basis to support, um, you know, the sales calls you do. The, the, this is what we've won. This Definitely. Is, right, right. Um, so what else, you know, what are some of the coolest things? If you, you look back since you've been there, um, and it's been just, you know, over a couple of years, what are some of the coolest things you feel like you've brought to Shred All or SDS? What are, what are some of the things you're most proud of? Um, I think... Definitely have to be the website redesign. Uh, before, when I first came here, it was just like a four-page, very simple, static website. And now it's a, you know, it's a full interactive site, full of information on all the brands, with videos, customer logins, great images, uh, the rebranding, I suppose. That's always tricky, as nobody, does, nobody likes change. Yeah. But once everything was in full flow, so everything, you know, the lorries were out there, the uniforms, the websites, the letterheads, the brochures... I just felt Shadow and SGS has taken a massive giant step. Um, obviously, we've talked about the calendar shoots. Um, they're always great fun. Oh, um, yeah. And just recently, actually, with um, it's in October, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. Um, we've actually done, for the whole of October, we've, we've got the guys, the truckers going out in pink T-shirts. We've got all the office staff in pink T-shirts. We've got pink labels and bins. Pink, pink on the trucks and on our website. We've got pink coasters for clients, which is a very low cost budget-wise, but it's making a massive impact and raising a lot of money for, you know, obviously a worthy charity. Yeah. Um, and in this Friday, we've got a fancy dress day with the pinkest fancy dress, and it's just it's things like that that 
you know, it's, it's fun, but it is worthwhile to the company. Yeah, and that's that's what I, I've always been somewhat amazed uh, that you guys have done, and I've watched you for many years. But one of the things that I think is so cool is you just do stuff as opposed yes. to thinking about it and as opposed to planning it and as opposed to – and I, I know there's got to have been mistakes over the years, and I've talked to Lloyd about that historically. But um, one of the things I just love is you just do things. You make things happen. You you do crazy stuff and you do creative stuff. And I the, the thing that always makes sense to me is – um, just make things happen because in making things happen, yeah. you create this energy. Even if you make mistakes, there's this energy that's created. Yes, no, definitely. I mean, I mean, that's that's probably down to Lloyd as well because he is a doer. He'll ask, and I think that's probably one of the the sort of the good things that I've brought to the company is he has said like, go and do it, and that's I'll go, I will go and do it for him, and it ninety nine percent of the time works. So why not? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. So what, what do you, that's maybe one of the cool things, but what's what do you see is working really well in terms of the marketing and publicity? What's actually creating exceptional result for you? Um, to be honest with you, I'm going to say most of it. I mean, the company has doubled in, the company has actually doubled in size and turnover, yet we have half the marketing budget in the last two years. And that apparently includes my wages. So I think wow. together, Lloyd, Lloyd and I are doing a good job. <laughs> wow, that is impressive. Yes. Double the turnover and half the marketing budget, including your salary. Yep. And so what is that? Tell me what that is. It is it that just taking action? Is that what it's all about? I think taking action, news, news stories, PR, I mean, that is more of my background anyway um and i just think people are interested people call us and say oh we read you know we read on your your home site this news story and we think that's great that you're getting involved in that and that's why we want to be involved in your company i think that's what people like to hear so what and this is a this is an issue that many companies in our industry face is they go what's so exciting about us and so how do you answer that question what's so exciting about a shredding and storage and scanning company how do you take that and turn it into good news and positive publicity I mean that's that's, that's kind of the thing nothing like shredding and storage isn't funky it's not sexy it's not it's 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 difficult but it's best to stick to a plan, think it through, and if the mix is right, it will work. And I have learned to be consistent um, and be as patient as possible. You don't need to spend a fortune to market shredding, storage, and scanning. I just you just have to be unique and try new, new ideas, mm. testing them before. And then I, I also I love to write with passion and conviction and support everything with quality images and videos. Um, and it's also, you know, you do need the support from the whole team, especially you know, the drivers that go out and the line managers and even, even obviously Lloyd, you know, I need everyone's backup. Right, right. So when those kind of things work for you and you get that kind of positive f flow happening and obviously you've got some positive flow happening, uh, we've already mentioned it, within within the world of marketing, there's always duds, there's always things you try. And so what's a, what's a big, uh, what's a thing that for you didn't work in the last couple of years? Um, it was probably a merchandise buy. Um, I am I'm going to blame Lloyd on this one, actually. Oh, good. Well, Lloyd, I think wanted, it's only appropriate to blame Lloyd. <laughs> he wanted me to get um, a wall clock designed 
if for, for people's offices, you know, yeah. showing shredding and storage. But I've got to say that nobody wants them. Nobody likes them at all. Um, they're not very nice on the eye. Um, you know, I try and get the sales guys to get rid of them for me, and they always come back saying nobody wants them. So I have to say, in fact, the first 15 people to email me today, I will send one to. As Lloyd thinks they're going to be a collector's item. I definitely don't. Well, I I, I think I'm 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 definitely in. I just have a great idea for you. This is is kind of a publicity campaign kind of thing, but. What if you put them all in Lloyd's office and just hung them all in Lloyd's office on the wall? <laughs> I'm going to do that now. Yep. I will send you a photo. <laughs> yes, that would be fabulous. So you're a marketer. You you have a leaning towards publicity and you have a leaning towards writing and, and you know creative stuff. But as a marketer, if I had the ability to take away all of your marketing weapons and tools and you could only take one thing back uh, to help attract clients to shred all or SDS. What one thing would you take and why would you take that? Oh, that is actually a very difficult question. Um, I think my best PR sort of attraction is the fact that shred all and SDS is a family business. This helps me to sort of sell and market the whole business, you know, because we're a large enough company to cover the whole of the UK, yet small enough to be sort of readily responsive. So when someone calls, for example, they know who our team are, because right. you know, we're personable. So in answer to that question, I'd say PR as a whole, like PR and news stories, they definitely help me market the company best by updating clients and potential customers. So this is via the website and on social media links. So is that... That's three tools. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if that's no, too many. No, I, I, I think you've um, – but I, I think what's so intriguing about that is uh, you come at it from such a different way than pretty much everybody else I've ever talked to. Most people – uh, you know, would in terms of their marketing budgets and their marketing focus would go very different ways. I love the fact that you use PR and publicity and because yeah. it, it creates uh, one of the things I believe is if somebody else can talk about you, it's infinitely stronger than you talking about yourself. And so publicity starts with you talking about yourself, but allows other people then to talk about you. And that's what I love about PR and publicity and and how it can Definitely. work for you. Yeah. So how is this industry shredding and rim related services annoying or frustrating? Um, I mean, none of it's annoying or frustrating, but I think as I've mentioned earlier, it's, it's not, it's not, not funky really either. Like it's, it's, you know, it's shredding and storage and it's boxes and it's, shredding machine it's um right. you know as i've said if you stick to a plan and think it through and if it, it, it works it, it will, will work for you um you know just be as I, as i have said you don't need to spend a fortune to, to market the company you just need to be unique and that's what we we do and we do well i believe yeah so what's one thing you wish someone had taught you years ago that you now know to be true, and if you could, you'd pass it on to everyone else listening? Um, I think it doesn't matter if you make mistakes. Um, and if anything, blips and mishaps make you a stronger person and mold you into something you're meant to be. So, you know, don't don't worry about trying things. If it doesn't work, then try something else. That doesn't matter. Yeah. So it, it's very easy uh, I hear people all the time say they tried direct mail and it didn't work. And 
what I often say in response is it's not that direct mail didn't work. It's that that particular campaign or that particular didn't direct work. mail attempt didn't work. There's another way to do it. There's a better way to do it. There's a, a, a wonderful way to do it that actually works. So blips and mishaps, I love that. Blips and mis mishaps are actually <laughs> a, a way to build a better future for yourself. That's wonderful. Definitely. So um, what's it like to be married to the mob? <laughs> um, I live working and being part of the family business, but I have to tell you the truth, they never shut up about work. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I mean, only imagine that you go home at night and, and Nick, um, and, and I have to say that you guys have only been married, you and Nick have only been married a couple of months now, so that's pretty yes. amazing. But uh, I can only yes. imagine that now as you get involved in it and you take on a, a uh you know, a bigger role. And as obviously your influence is affecting the company and the results, that's very cool. But yeah. How do, how do you unglue? How do you unwind? How do you, how do you turn um, off? We I make a rule. I have made a rule. And like, that is when we leave the office, we don't speak about our work at all. And if we do, it's like, no, we just ignore each other. And I have to say, oh, I feel sorry for Lloyd's wife, Sue. I'm not sure if you met her, but oh, I know. everyone yep. else, in the close family, we're all we all work at Shreddall and SDS, so she's the only one who doesn't. So she must get terribly bored of all of us lot talking about right. shredding and storage. Right. <laughs> well, Charlotte, it's been a, a delight and pleasure to talk to you. I've um, we've met. Uh, once I think we met once at a we conference have. here and then yeah. um, I've I've just kind of watched you guys over the last couple of years and your influence and I gotta say great work you've done incredibly cool stuff and I, I know you had a great company to become a part of but you've made it better so congratulations it's fabulous oh thank you very much and and thanks for sharing it thanks for telling us your story and telling us some of the stuff you're doing it's really cool to hear and I know that anyone listening today is actually going to get extreme value just from hearing how you've talked about it and what you've done uh, there at uh, Shred All and SDS. So thank you. It's been a pleasure having you today. Brilliant. No worries. Thank you for having me. Okay. Okay. Well, that was fun. A special thanks to Charlotte Williams for joining us and sharing her story and the work she's done and continues to do at Shred All and SDS. I love these kind of interviews. I love kind of hearing different perspectives, what people are doing, what people are thinking about. I love what she said she'd keep as her her uh, marketing in her marketing arsenal if she had only one thing left. And thanks to you two for stopping by to be a part of the show. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, a big shout out to our good friends at O'Neill Software for sponsoring this show. I know how many people listen to this show from all over the rim globe. You, you know, I actually track that. And this global presence is where O'Neill shines with offices strategically located in three locations around the world. Uh, they actually can provide round-the-clock coverage to their partners no matter where you are. Support and service you can count on around the globe on a regular, consistent basis. And you can learn more about it and them at O'NeillSoft.com. That's it for us. Hope you have yourself a great week. We'll check back next week. We are out of here. Thanks for joining us on the Rim Pro Report with Tom Adams. If you enjoyed the show, please tell others. Our website is www.rimproreport.com. This broadcast is produced and hosted by Flourish Press Inc. Join us again soon.